before you listen to this podcast, there's some stuff you gotta know. A lot of things happened after we recorded this podcast, like I started school and James had things to do with his job and I started a musical and he had like recruiting and horn dates and compositions and there's a lot of things that happened uh, between when this podcast was actually recorded and when it's going out now. So a lot of this is outdated. Sorry about that. (laughs) We reference a lot about Uh, getting back into shape for the semester starting when clearly the semester is already half over. Just keep that in mind as you're listening. This was done a long time ago. Maybe one day we'll stop like time stamping these or talking about these in reference to the year, but that ain't today. So enjoy the podcast. Sorry for coming out so late. We'll come out with more content soon. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to The Complete Musician, creativity at its core, exploring innovative musical ideas, thoughts, and techniques for the modern musician in today's society, with your hosts, James Nagus and Drew Phillips. Hey everybody, and welcome back to The Complete Musician Podcast. Happy New Year, and uh, we're back, and I'm James! I'm joined by... And uh, we're here for some more fun, some more music, some more... Who knows what? I don't know what this year has in store. 2019, is that even a real number? It's a pretty uh, It's a pretty high number. It uh, is. I mean, and, and this is bound to be a fairly busy year, but I'm not sure everything that's in store for us uh, that's true. so far. Um, and also, by the time this podcast comes out, well, it depends on when we release it, because we still have a couple that we haven't released. So this may yeah. come out in May. Who knows? It, it could already be <laughs> half of 2019 is over when this comes out. Maybe. Uh, I hope not. I hope but... we get it edited and released for them. This we'll is see. back to uh, some more musical stuff. We've been doing some fairly silly podcasts lately. We have. We've been doing some holiday specials and some other things. and So, yeah, you're fun. right. It is... It's time to get back in serious. And actually, what I thought we could start off with was something that always happens around New Year's, mm. which is uh, New Year's resolution. So I don't know about nice. you, but you know, people. Some people's New Year's resolutions are: well, I'm going to eat better. I'm going right. to go to the gym. I'm going to read shape. books. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. my New Year's resolution is four three. Is four three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's what a 4 3 resolution. It's a 4 3 resolution. Yeah, and it's yours. <laughs> it's <terrible>. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, a 7 6. Uh, oh, wait, that's a suspension. No, I can't be a 7 6 suspension. Um, no, I don't really make New Year's resolutions um, because. You make New Year's dissonances? I. It's a new year, new puns. You're you're batting a thousand on the bad mm. puns already this year. The, the pun, um, I pun meter, I think, already just broke for the year. I commend you for that. Uh, but I never was one to make New Year's resolutions uh, because I um, am generally unhealthy and will probably stay that way year round. Uh, so there's no point in disappointing myself. And uh, reading well, more books. Wanna, well, 
you wouldn't want to let down your your stock that you own in Cookout. I mean, you basically own forty nine percent of the company, right? I do, I do. Um, we're opening up new franchises in new parts of the country soon. We're going to break into the the northern part of the country soon. So be oh, on the man. lookout for that if you live there. And if you don't know what Cookout is, then you need to visit the South. <laughs> but so, speaking I... of serious musical things, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, reading new books—that's a resolution for people. I read enough notes; I don't need to read words. I can already use most words, right? So, I know I'm not one to make uh, resolutions, but uh, I think one of the resolutions that people have, at least a short-term one, because you can make long and short-term resolutions. Mm-hmm. I think when, especially for students is that they make resolutions to get back into shape over the holidays because, you know, over the holidays, sometimes you don't play as much as you do when you're in school. What? Not, I've never not played over the holidays. You're a better man than me because (laughs) I certainly do not and did not and will not. So that's a, a past, present, and future um, resolution for me is that over the holidays I take time off. I mean, I my horn had a great Christmas. I took it back to my parents' house. I put it in the room. Um, Christmas happened, and then I took it and put it back in the car and took it back to Georgia. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it traveled with you. It, it did. So yes. it traveled. It had. It didn't see anything. It's like no. It, it's like when people visit a city, or if you ask someone, "Have you visited this place?" and they're like, "Well, I've been to the airport." That, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. No, that doesn't count at all. No. Uh, so that's. I mean, my horn. It did the same thing because I, I don't know about you. I am deathly paranoid of leaving my instrument anywhere that I'm not. Like, even when I travel, mm-hmm. not when I fly. Like, if I'm flying for a non-musical thing, then I don't take it. But if I'm, like, just traveling in the car, I always bring it. Even if I don't plan on practicing, I always well, bring it. I mean, it's only, like, your livelihood and your job right. and it's everything. M- it's my baby. Yeah. It's my baby. Uh, so I always bring it with me, but... No, I mean, mine. my horn had a great Christmas. Um, it sat in the case in timeout for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that is, I I feel absolutely no guilt about it. <laughs> Maybe that's terrible, but I, I don't. <laughs> you see, I don't think so, because at least we know, and we're smart about how to get back into shape, because we've, well, this isn't our first time not playing over break. But I'm I know we uh, also thought of it, too. Yeah, I mean, it, I've been doing that for uh, how long have I been playing? <laughs> Twenty years. So <laughs> right. I, uh, so I've been doing this, you know, getting back into shape after winter thing for a little while. Yeah, I think we both discovered some pretty helpful things, or at least some smart things to do instead of jumping back in with some pretty high volume practicing immediately. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this, a lot of this echoes to bring it up a little earlier, or echoes our uh, summer chops routine, which we talked about a while ago, which is really a step-by-step kind of routine stretched over a several day or week period, actually. Um, And this one, if anything, because it's a little less time, it's just more condensed, but it just deals with starting easy and expanding. And I know for me personally, if I were to boil it down into its simplest forms, like what I do to get back in shape over break, it's just, it's start 
in small doses time-wise and with range, low before high. There's no reason to play high on the first or second day. You'll get there. It'll come back. Just take it easy and focus on good sound. I think we're both pretty similar in that because I think we even like texted each other on the day that we played again for like the first time and Mm -hmm. we both said or I told you like I didn't go above a G Mm -hmm. and you were like I didn't go above an F or something we're like we just stuck right in this half low is okay right but high no I don't I don't breach it and I also um usually when I get back into shape I don't do a lot of articulation oh yeah you just I usually do or air attacks, yeah, or... I, I usually just slur most everything. I, um, like you said, going at it a little bit longer every day, which will, you're right, this echoes the summer chops thing, which in a few minutes we'll maybe detail a little bit more. But yeah, the first day, I mean, I think I came back and I played about 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I think the best part is that I didn't have any music. Or I did, but I didn't use it. All I did was, um, some long tony kind of things, uh, chromatic stuff, some overtone things in a very, very uh, conservative range, and then um, maybe some like glisses down, uh, maybe some flexibility stuff. But again, not exceeding up past overtone partial. What is G twelve mm-hmm. um, in open F horn? But I didn't go any higher than that on the B flat side. So um, it was pretty conservative. Uh, but it's great. I didn't need the music to to be able to get back into shape. And of course, man, I felt my corners burn. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. it was burning pretty good. So you know, I mean, that could have been from the uh, the hot sauce at Taco Bell. But I think it was mm. because I haven't you know used those muscles. Which can we just digress for one second? Why? Why in the world did we decide uh, to get into? Uh, <laughs> an industry a musical why can you fall out of shape so quickly yeah but like is that just us i mean i know these are muscles but like we've used these muscles i i would dare say or there needs to be a study done because i I wonder if athletes who like don't play every day like do they lose the ability like quarterbacks do they lose the ability to throw a football if they don't throw it for one day, one day, right? Like one day, it, do they come back and suddenly, like, they mean to throw a spiral, and suddenly it like instead <laughs> goes like in a diagonal, like, like I don't know. And now an excerpt from the classic children's novel. Susan throws a football for her friend Peter, and he absolutely destroys her because of her terrible throw. Watch me throw the ball. Damn back. And that is not very far. Not very far at all. This has been an excerpt from the classic children's novel. Susan throws a football for her friend, Peter, and he absolutely destroys her because of her terrible throw. Or like it does a curveball. Is that is that what it is? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like when I come back and I'm like, man, I was playing so well, I took one day off, and then suddenly... Maybe not one day, but like a week off, you expect to remember everything. Suddenly your range is like down by a second and you're like, 
okay, high C's not there today. B flat's a struggle. I, you know, didn't play for three days. What am I doing? So what, is what, you're, what you're saying is that in order to get back in shape, what we needed to do is just go outside in the backyard and throw a bunch of footballs around? If that helped, I would love to see <laughs> the qualitative research done to suggest that all I need to do is throw a football and as get back As long as you don't try face. to catch it with your face. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, that is terrible. Why? Why? Anyway, that's I don't just know. something. I, I get okay. angry with other instrumentalists who can go long periods of time without playing and come back and then be perfect. But, you know, it's it's probably to actually get into the mechanics. It's because we do the vibrating. It's Everything is so focused, right? Versus a football player who, you know, can slam a couple power raids and then their whole body is in, like, the... <laughs> the power um, Or Gatorades, you know, to support my alma mater. They're right. Support but, the force. Uh, there's so many other components that are involved in that process versus what we do. It's so fo- focused and... I don't know. I think Why the lips are, our... are just weak. Is it yes. weak? Yeah, are they're we just that... they're baby muscles. <laughs> they're baby, they're baby muscles. muscles. Why did we choose? Oh, if I could have played, if we could like have played our horns with our biceps or something, that would have been mm. so much easier. Instead of, <laughs> I would have failed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me too. But it just, uh... anyway. Okay, digression um, aside. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that getting back into shape, you really have to be smart when coming back and you can't do high volume and really heavy lifting. I know that when I start, uh, I'm still, I mean, in the process of getting back into shape right now, because uh, at the time we're recording this, we're still a few days away from the semester beginning. And uh, I know that I don't have to, I don't have any immediate performances. I've got a, a pretty tough musical to play in a few weeks, but that um, the part's fairly challenging, but right now I'm still working on building, and so I'm increasing the time every day and increasing the volume every day in terms of range, uh, in terms of what I'm also realistic in expecting my lips to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And my coming back is a little bit different, too, because um, I am changing to a new mouthpiece. I, I just oh, yeah. changed, and so I, I took this time actually to kind of reset do a little factory reset in a way. And that was a, a really useful too, because then I could rebuild with a slightly different, you know, bit of equipment. And actually, I honestly don't know if that's better or worse. Like maybe I should be trying out things at peak performance instead of, you know, building. But right. I honestly don't know. But this, this worked. <clears throat> this worked. So it's uh, just a little different. Do you find that that is common for you? I do for me. If I take a while off, I feel like when I come back that everything is a little bit different and a little bit new. And I don't think it's like a bad thing. Like sometimes it's foreign. Not foreign, but sometimes everything like feels a little different. Uh, But it's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, I think uh, thinking back for a long time, I did feel that way. Um, and every time I took time off was like a massive reset and yeah. massive setback. Recently, though, I don't know what's different. I, I don't feel like I lose as much, which is great. Right. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know, honestly, why that difference is. Maybe I'm just, you know, more in shape overall. Or it's that magical, you know, you hit 30 and then your endurance increases. That's a thing. And so I hit that mark now looking back, and I think that's it. That's the secret. Well, thank goodness I only have five more months until that happens. (laughs) 
you'll get there and you'll see what I mean. Oh boy, I'll enter the land of the 30s, and mm-hmm. then my endurance will be better, and yep. then, you know, high C won't be so high, and that that, that didn't happen for me though. That it didn't. No, nope. well, maybe <laughs> you're still easing into it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, um, but it, yeah, it, just make sure that to people that are listening that it, not just getting back in shape over the holidays, but for getting back in shape at any point in life that you're really smart about it in that you don't try to do too much too fast uh and by that of course we mean increasing time over the days make sure that you plan ahead i know that if uh like if i took time off and i knew that in you know a couple weeks that i had to play you know principal on heldenleben then i'm not going to start <laughs> preparing for that three days before uh so you have to adequately and responsibly plan the time that you're going to get back in shape and for students i think that's really important because students i think more than us have sometimes a lot more playing to do than we do at least they're sitting in ensemble rehearsal sometimes for hours on end every day we don't really do that anymore and so they have a pretty high volume and if they're unprepared at least some of my students sometimes come back and their first lessons, maybe the first or second week, they're in getting back in shape, but also recovery, mm-hmm. you know, because suddenly they've come back and then, oh my gosh, they're playing principal and wind band and they're playing all of this crazy, you know, um, crazy high stuff and they're not prepared for it. So they have to force themselves to do it, which in the long run only hurts. Right. And I mean, we started classes already and, um, oh, oh, okay. so uh, several of my students, you know, their first lesson was the first time the horn came out of the case for I don't even ask how long. And, Ooh. you know, we could, I the suppose. The question we don't ask. <laughs> right. I mean, as teachers, we could on one hand be like, you have to come back in shape or I'm going to kick your butt. Blah, Hi, SpongeBob. Blah, I'm going to kick blah, your blah, butt. Blah, blah, right <laughs> but I think it's more realistic to think, go you know, like, well, I'm going to throw a mute at you. <laughs> <laughs> It's more realistic to think, like, well, they're not going to play, so it's now my job to help guide them to get back in shape. So, I mean, we did, in some of these lessons, we did very condensed versions of this stuff, knowing they had to play in ensembles later, too. Overtone series, long tones, taking lots of breaks, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's – you're right. We we unfortunately have to assume that. I think the responsible students are definitely going to try and – help themselves out the best maybe hopefully it's like a year of learning hopefully if they do it one year they'll realize when they come back oh like this is really difficult maybe i should prepare a little better but anyway um the off of that uh yeah responsibly preparing before you have something uh either classes starting or some kind of crazy gig or something that you need to play make sure you're being responsible with that increasing volume a little bit every day um and like i mentioned a second ago being really realistic about the expectations of yourself because like we said uh, i knew that the day that we started playing again i'm not expecting myself to go above you know g on top of the staff Uh, not that i couldn't that day uh, but i there's no point in in doing that if i if i'm looking to build you know like when Mm -hmm. you're building muscle in the gym you want to make sure everything's slow and controlled you don't want to just kind of overextend No, I I put the weight all the Uh, way to the bottom and then 
twist and jerk until I can move it. <laughs> Excuse me, I forgot. That's right. When I when I deadlift, I use only my arms, and yeah. I lift from my. Because <laughs> the I lift only, with my most neck. important thing is, oh gosh, that would, <laughs> that would hurt. That's right. <laughs> um, it's the goal. Right. It's the most important thing. It's the high number. That's all that matters. It's the high. Notes. That's right. That's the only thing that matters. If you can squeak out that high C, it doesn't matter how painful it is and how many teeth you've, you know, shot out of your face. Blood is in the mouthpiece. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just being realistic about expecting, especially if you're being smart and trying to build skills back as opposed to, and solidify fundamentals instead of just, like you said, reaching the high note. Hooray. Right. So anyway. are there any specific um, elements of our routine that you want to kind of go over? So we just say, like, if you go to our website, com, we have our summer chops routine, and you can adapt it to um, really any situation where you're trying to get back in shape. Absolutely. I mean, this is a seven-day workout plan uh, that has every single minute dictated as to what you should do. In these, they do include etude practice. Uh, but again, like you said, those can be, you know, those can be nixed if you don't want to actually do that. I mean, the first day, I think, is a total of 20 minutes um, with some free buzzing and mouthpiece buzzing in there, too, just for some fundamental practice. Um, but every single session, I mean, they're split up into six steps of uh, free buzzing, mouthpiece buzzing, long tones, overtone series exercises, chromatic scales, there's AT practice and then warm down. And the first day, like I said, it's 20 minutes. It increases maybe like a minute on each of those every single day. And over the seven days, suddenly you're doing, uh, you know, up to 30 to 40 minutes of practice, which in a realistic, you know, world, that's an actual practice session that you would do. Right. So, uh, but yeah, all of these things I take uh, and I do overtone exercises um, again, in conservative ranges, uh, and then suddenly expanding outward, not getting outside of four to five to six within my first, you know, day or so, because there's mm -hmm. so much that can be done there. Um, I also, like I said, I, I also advocate when you first start and get back into shape that I think the tongue can really mess things up. And I think if you focused on slurring and like you said, great sound and smooth movement between the partials then when you put the tongue back in, it won't mess everything up if you're making sure that you're having a consistent airstream blowing. And you probably also do a fair amount of buzzing, both free buzzing and mouthpiece buzzing as well, right? Absolutely, all the time. Yeah. So I think there's some tips for you getting back in shape. And again, you know, for me, it's okay, you know, if after gigmas, after you're done with all your nutcrackers, to take time off. Some people... Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a taboo. It's like, oh, I can't take time off. No, really, it's okay, just as long as you're smart about it. I think it's completely appropriate to take time off. We need not only physical break, but mental break. I mean, I, I this was actually, I think, 2018, <laughs> Gigmas. Um, you know, and if you haven't listened to our uh, Gigging Musicians Christmas oh, album, yes. there you go. You need to go do that. Listen to the previous podcast. But... Uh, you know, this past 2018, the uh, gigging I did, man, I had a lot of concerts to play. I had, like, this crazy brass quintet and organ concert, followed immediately by symphony, followed by Nutcrackers, followed by another orchestra concert. It was, it was a lot of playing, I remember. And I was actually really tired. Like, sometimes, I mean, okay, I'm going to admit something. 
Are you ready for this admission? Uh, I don't know. Should I call my lawyer? Uh, maybe. Some of these concerts, I didn't play all the right notes. I missed a few notes. Like, dude, I missed a few notes. (laughs) Like, okay, and not heinous, but, like, I missed some notes because, and some of it I could say was, like, I'm tired. (laughs) Like, I just played a quintet and organ concert the day before, and I'm tired. Somehow, I I don't think the offbeats and sleigh ride really cared. Oh, uh, I actually think I played those okay. It was, (laughs) it was the, yeah, it was the... Uh, some transcriptions of some like crazy Bach that killed me. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, it's not only you need a physical break, which that story attested to, you need a mental break sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because yep. we just can't keep pounding away at, you know, everything that, uh, it, it's great to work on things and it's great to continue improvement and to identify your weaknesses, but. When you're getting back in shape, I think this is another element of getting back that we didn't say yet, is playing things that you like. Mm-hmm. And not just always, I mean, gosh, you know, I have my Chantal sitting beside me, and oh boy, is that fun. But, you know what? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. It is I, fun. I love it. it. Okay, fine. But you see, yeah, there, and, there we go. I would play Chantal, but then you no. don't have to. It's about fun. What's that? Fun is when you... I would play Chantal. Fun is... I would play Chantal. It's like... It's kind of... Sort of like a... But you know what's way more fun? Like pulling Disney up tunes. a karaoke track and pulling up a Disney song <laughs> yeah. and transposing. <laughs> that yeah. sounds stupid, but actually that is a lot of fun. That I actually don't know why more people don't do that. <laughs> Copyright infringement, that's why. Oh, excuse uh, me. Actually, lack of uh, audiation ability, but anyway. Uh, anyway, but the, playing stuff you like is a lot of fun and is a great way to do it. Or just pulling out old recital pieces um, and just kind of playing through stuff that you like. Or yeah, I've also done this thing where on my phone, I mean, that's not great quality, but you can do like a voice memo. If you have a duet or something, play mm-hmm. one part and then mm-hmm. play it back and play along with it. I mean, mm-hmm. just doing things that are enjoyable so that you're not just kind of getting back into it and pounding as soon as you start be smart not only physically but be smart mentally again don't expect too much of yourself when you're getting back into shape it's remember why you do this it's not torture it shouldn't be and with that i think we're going to take a quick break and just hear a word from one of our sponsors are you ready for a fast food experience that'll make you feel like a hero can you handle dining that makes you a champion Are you strong enough to start eating on a pedal E-flat? Well, this is for you. Come to Ein Heldenberger and... Cowpoke, I own Nebraska, my Omaha. It's the only German-made restaurant that only serves great food. Ein Heldenberger. Where your dining journey makes you a hero. I want a patty mill. You're getting a hero. What's a gyro? It's Greek. I You think it's German, but no. It's Greekish. Just like that in Leben tells the story of a boy and maybe a goat who fight the evil powers of Beowulf to threaten to at least the demons a little red riding hood upon Xanadu. And then they get cake, and I really, really like cake. And then my lift got stuck in a gate, and then it was fate, and I was late to find the mate. Oops, where was I? I mean, the goat suddenly died, and the boy was a hero, but not like a hero, but a hero, which is a sandwich. I mean, you get it already. Okay, thanks. Hey, 
come to Einheldenberger. Feel like a gyro. Einheldenberger is not a real thing because no one would waste the time saying the entire name to go to the restaurant and is not affiliated with anyone or anything ever and is not actually exist and is not an official sponsor of the Complete Musician Podcast. And we're back to your regularly scheduled podcasting. So, uh, so James, um, do you know what I like? What do you like? I mean, I know what you like. Let's see. Uh, let me let me make a list. Taco Bell, uh, Mountain Dew, uh, yeah, uh, Cookout, yeah, um, shows with laugh tracks, yeah. <laughs> um, what I miss? Uh, well, you actually already said it. What I what I like the most is list. Oh yeah, he wrote some good piano stuff. Yeah, I um, like him. Um, you know, like that song about death, and uh, you know, with his really spider fingers uh, yeah he's mm-hmm. a great dude but i mean actual lists oh. of things oh okay like yeah, to-do lists. It's, grocery it's lists i grocery lists and uh, shopping lists and mm-hmm. uh pros and cons lists mm-hmm. and that's more of a chart yeah whatever um the, I like making lists because it makes my life more organized it also informs me and gives me wisdom in areas of life i couldn't have said it better myself i know so you know one of the things that i thought uh we should do is we should make some lists um of some musical things that Mm -hmm. will uh that our our listeners can benefit from i'm listening i think that's a great idea yeah um i think that these lists have a lot of wisdom associated with them um mm-hmm. and that i mean we've each made a list right? we have yes we have we yes. each made a list um and we each gave each other the topic based on personal experience and what uh, we feel like would benefit people the most i mean that's the main thing is we we're thinking of you the listener what is going to help you the most because we are doctors we give advice we give um you know, wellness advice like other doctors. And so this is just more advice. This is essential wisdom for your everyday living. Yes. Very Lori Beth Denberg-esque. Very, um, yes. From, and if you all don't that. know who that is, uh, <laughs> go look up all that on Nickelodeon. It was, mm-hmm. it was a 90s thing. Anyway. It was the Saturday Night Live of our youth. It was the Saturday Night Live light. Yes. Yeah, that was where, isn't that where Amanda Bynes got her start? I think so, yeah. Oh, man, I remember all that. Lori Beth Denberg. And Keenan Thompson, too, who actually yeah. went on to do SNL. And, oh, anyway, yeah, so many, so many people. Yep. Um, so all of these pieces of advice are 100% real and 100% true. They mm-hmm. are not sarcastic or silly in any way, and if you derive silliness from these, then... Um, you need to examine your priorities. Mm-hmm. I think this is, is meant to it. be helpful. Meant to be very helpful. So, uh, I'll go first, or do you would like? Would you like to go first? Uh, I think I'll go first. Okay. Because I mean, you've been in the game of this kind of advice business for a little bit longer, so I feel mm. like your advice will be have more resonance mm. and okay. maybe be better. Okay. And will and I think we're also going to discuss maybe delve into some of these if they need. Ex- explanations yeah if there's anything that you really agree with or disagree with i mean i'd Mm. love to have a counterpoint you know a dialogue so as long as um, it's first species counterpoint then we can certainly have it (laughs) 
Okay, so what you gave me was 10 things the orchestra wishes the conductor would stop doing. Because conductors do a lot of things. And... Well, that's debatable. (laughs) And sometimes they need to stop doing such things. Yes. So we need to know what to be on the lookout for. Right. And so we pulled um, tens of hundreds of orchestras. And exactly. this is what they said. And this is exactly what they said. The best things. Yes. And this is in no particular order, by the way. This isn't like a countdown. This is just ten things. Ten. So uh, the first thing is, well, I found this one to be a little unimaginative, quite frankly. It was conducting. They, they wish the conductor stop would stop conducting. I agree with this. Yes. Uh, uh, conductors are, um, they're like jello molds. They get everywhere and in everything, and it's really hard to pass them. I'm more impressed that the violists knew that there was a conductor even there. Yeah, uh, because okay. good for them. I mean, <laughs> good for them. Okay, so here's the second thing that orchestras wishes the conductor would stop doing is shaking the hand of the concertmaster after they ran it across their terribly sweaty forehead. That is... Yeah, I... I see that quite a bit. It's almost like some kind of nasty secret handshake. It's like a when you uh, yeah when you're like becoming blood brothers with somebody you like cut your palm open and like trade blood. Have you ever done that? Uh, no. Oh, my Colt and I did. I mean, what? What? Oh, good. Well, just not with sweat. Okay. The uh, third thing here is using the tuba as a mirror to gaze incessantly at their own reflection. Do they? Do it's that what they a do. Lot? Do they? Um, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Apparently, they do. This was the survey <laughs> results that we got. Would, so, how how would that affect? Is that is that why their hair is always crazy? Is because that's they're why they're looking, always adjusting it. Well, it's because they're looking at. Well, I guess it depends on what part of the tuber they're looking at. Because you know, as uh, as it flares outward, it's like looking into a funhouse mirror. So obviously, <laughs> they think when they're doing their hair, they're like, "Oh no, it's so flat. I must tease it higher and higher and higher." That's yeah. that's why their hair is always crazy. That's got to be it. That explains that's the it. only okay. reason. There you go. All right, the fourth thing that orchestras wishes the conductor would stop doing is using the pre-concert talk to to reminisce about the good old days when McDonald's sold hamburgers for under a dollar. Oh, man, that is... uh, They have a point, though. I can't... Hmm. They have a point. I do miss the McRib. Hmm. I miss it. Was that ever under a dollar, though? I don't know. Uh, but hamburgers, yeah, they used to be 99 cents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and now they're like $1.09. How dare so, they? So, you know, Joe Conductor thinks you can use the pre-concert talk as the soapbox. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a, what a diva. All right. Well, the next one here is um, the conductor replacing his tuxedo or her tuxedo with a garbage bag having to look like Voldemort's bathrobe. <laughs> You've seen those types of outfits, right? <laughs> yes. I don't understand why they do that. 
just triggered. That's like so many memories. <laughs> That's so obscene that way too many times. Oh, that, yeah. That hit home, really. You're right. That actually, they need to stop yeah. it. It's especially when they're more like hospital gowns and open in the back. <laughs> the audience really does not appreciate that one. No, it's always just the full moon for them. Yep. Yeah. Claire to full moon. Okay. Um, the next one here is the orchestra wishes the conductor would stop winking at the second flutist after every de capo. That's just weird. <laughs> That's... I think the orchestra conductor should stop winking in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you just, maybe they have like, a speck of dust in their eye or something. Maybe, oh, it's always like when someone unexpectedly gets something right and they just like, ding, you know, you just right. see him like wink at it. Like, excuse me? Did you? It just... would only be appropriate if they actually winked every time the triangle player actually made a ding. It's right, and then gave a really yeah. big like half smile, and yeah. turned their head at the same time. Otherwise, it just looks like they're like they had a stroke or something. Yeah, you know, especially so. the people who can't wink. Yeah, then it just like it, I don't know, it just looks like a twitch. So I can understand that one. Agreed. Okay, the next one that orchestras wishes the conductor, uh, the the next thing that an orchestra wishes the conductor would stop doing is pre gaming by slamming a five hour energy drink and doing tai bo. Much to the chagrin of everyone, as this takes place on stage. <laughs> Billy Blanks is not for the modern conductor. I'm sorry, but if you're going to do any kind of workout, they need to do CrossFit. Because then they'll be so exhausted after their 400 muscle-ups over six hours that they can't, uh, they can't conduct anymore. And then we're back at number one. Yeah. Perfect. Right? They won't get in the way anymore. Yeah, or at no, least Billy just Blanks, do it backstage. No. Like, right. don't do it. You come on, the audience is applauding. You walk on, you shake the concertmaster with your already somehow sweaty hand, and then you pull out the five hour energy, in, slam it, and then start tie bowing for who knows how long. I don't know in, what your regimen is. In Voldemort's is. bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they're just, yeah, instead of conducting, it's like chop, 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 chop with their, like, elbows. And, yeah, no, it's I mean, very if difficult you're gonna, to follow. It's very difficult that. to play with tie bow. I can only imagine. Ty Brahms. Mm, not a good thing. <laughs> it's the new new version. Yes. Um, it's, the okay. old, it's the Asian version. Ty Brahms. <laughs> mm. Coming to an infomercial near you. There you go. Okay, the next one here is using food terminology instead of music terminology. As in, this pasta needs to be more whisked and churned like a tuna. We don't You're know right. what that means. It's true. And I'm really, I'm very sick of conductors telling me, listen, this is how you count. Taco, taco, burrito, burrito. I'm, t I'm tired of that. Yeah. I, I know how to count rhythms. I don't need your food analogies. It's very rude. It's very rude to food. It's rude to Taco Bell. Stop it. Okay. So the next one, and yeah, I can understand this one. The things that the orchestra wishes the conductor would stop doing is using his green room as a gerbil mega play place. It's a, it's a consistent problem nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're walking past the room, you hear like little scurrying and little scratching noises and a little bit of like, hay under the door. 
Yeah, sure enough. To, uh, we used to think that was Susan, but no, it's ended up nope. being so many gerbils. Tubes full of gerbils, just tubes full, which is the actual scientific term for a group of gerbils. It's a tube full. A tube full? Mm-hmm. You know, this has actually, um, it, this used to be a much bigger problem than the 80s. I don't know if you were aware of that. It was much mm. bigger, but with guinea pigs. Oh, but guinea the, pigs are adorable. I, they are, but not in a giant collection. No. Um, in a uh, in a puddle of guinea pigs, uh, mm-hmm. the scurrying and nibbling only gets worse. That's the appropriate and name. And the whistling, too. Mm, exactly. A puddle of guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the scientific name for that collection. Um, but, yeah, it's it's gotten a little better um, because of, you know, the driving out of the rats that the Pied Piper did from Ireland or oh, something like that. Yeah, that would do it. That, yeah. Um, he came over and did that with, with orchestras a few years ago. And so it's actually gotten better. But, uh, no, I'm... I'm tired of this. It's a, it's a constant problem because it affects their ability to conduct. All I can think of is their cute little, you know, gerbils. Mm-hmm. They're tubefuls of gerbils. Tubefuls. Tubefuls. <laughs> I don't know. Nibbling through their bathrobes. It's just a problem. Um, Especially while they're doing Tybo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Yeah. And one gets flung into the audience by mistake. <laughs> or okay. you step on one to squish it. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, squish gerbils for breakfast. Anyway. It's a new percussion instrument. They're always making up new things. Okay. Um, the last one here is uh, orchestras wish that conductors would stop calling their batons by name. I mean, seriously, if the baton's name was Wilbur, he'd probably have a name tag. He'd probably have an endowed chair. You can't say, you can't reserve two box lunches for you and your baton. And besides, it takes up a lot of time if in every, like, before you start conducting everything, it's like, okay, Wilbur, are you ready? Are you ready to go? <laughs> I just, I can understand this one. Agreed. And especially when the names, or when they have to, uh, after the concert, you know, and everyone comes up and says, you know, congratulations, maestro. And they expect to also congratulate the baton as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, Excuse the conductor me. waits and goes. <clears throat> <clears throat> right, my friend yeah. deserves recognition as well. Yeah, I'm tired of that as well. Batons are, I, you know what, I'm. Uh, are you a stickler I, about batons? I am. <laughs> no, I will tell you this. I am not a batonist. Mm. Commonly spelled as botanist, but not. Mm-hmm. I am not a batonist. I am. Uh, I do not believe that batons are equal. That's right. I said it. Wow. I said it. You heard it here first. Hashtag stick to. <laughs> Stickler. Okay. All right. Now, uh, I also made a list. Um, and this list is it's a little different from yours um, because uh, it was actually made up uh, by me, just just solely by me. We didn't poll anyone on this one. Oh, okay. Um, right, but um, this is actually some advice, um, and this advice goes for anyone. It goes for um, professionals. It goes for students. It goes for anyone who performs, uh, because this list is the 10 best pieces of advice for a solo recital. 
My solar oh, recitals wow. have a lot of elements. I mean, there's the playing, there's like the preparation, there's like the actual like mechanics of it. So these are ten pieces of advice. Um, not in any particular order. Some of these have multiple steps, but you got to follow all of them um, to make sure that your performance is good. Okay, you ready? All right, lay it on me. All right. So number one, uh, under ten best pieces of advice for a solo recital, um, come on stage to play your first piece. Don't. Cry instead. It's a bold start, but I can see where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Cry Our, our goal is to capture the audience. And there's no better way than an, an emotional level. You have to elicit emotion and no better way than shedding tears before well, doesn't you it Stravinsky, play piece. Wasn't it Stravinsky that was like misquoted as saying that music has no emotion at all? So therefore... We need to supply the emotion. Well, and that's that's what this does. This is the first piece of advice. Come on stage to play the first piece, but don't cry instead. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that elicits an appropriate response from the audience. Hmm. I think so. Uh, okay, number two. Always remember to acknowledge your pianist. Always remember not to paint your pianist turquoise with a sparkly paintbrush. Oh, they hate that, don't they? They hate that. I yeah. wish someone would have told me that before. Mm, I know. Well, I've seen the video of your sophomore recital um, oh, in undergrad. No. Uh, you, you know, Claude was not happy with you. Our well, also Claude. because I, I acknowledged Claude, but her name was actually Joanne. They were not thrilled. So you need to, at least after that, you got a real life lesson in not painting with your sparkly paintbrush anymore. Yep. Uh, okay. Number three on this advice list, um, bow after each piece. Always bow forward, bending at the knees, followed by the neck. <laughs> Keep the waist as stiff as a starchy blouse in the newly opened peebles. How do you bend forward at the knees? You're not bowing correctly, are you? I guess I'm not. You're not? Wow. You remember, keep the waist as stiff as a starchy blouse in a newly opened Peebles. That's pretty stiff. Uh-huh. That's very stiff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a te- technique that we were certainly not taught. No. Remember, never never been to the waist. Remember, these are things that will only enhance your performance. Okay. Uh, number four. Thank your teachers for coming. Frame them for murder shortly thereafter. Ooh. You know, yeah. because you've yeah. already learned all you can from them. So they need to be gone very soon. Mm. Especially before you listen to the recording with them. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's right. definitely, that's murder. Yeah. So the framing for that will come shortly thereafter. Okay. Uh, number five. Focus on playing the right notes. Don't focus on that time in third grade that you ate that locust. Her name was Elaine, and she had a family, you monster. Why? I mean... Why would anyone you did focus it. on that? You did it. I can't. I cannot tell you what your eight-year-old mind did, but you. She had a family. How dare you? All those years of therapy, lost. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Number six. Dress nicely for your performance. Respect and honor your elders by wearing your great grandmother's wedding dress. Now, note this only applies to men named Carl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know. I mean, we know Carl in undergrad. He did that. He, well, and I he mean, had a he, very successful uh, recital. 
Yeah, unfortunately, his his grandmother's dress got destroyed in the war, and so it was just what was left was like just the neck. So looked, I mean, it was uh, it looked a lot like uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it looked a lot like Voldemort's bathrobe. So it's... the one that was like a doctor's gown that was gone in the back. Yeah, is uh, and especially that whole bowing scene. Ooh, he. It, uh... it... It actually it kind of made sense when he came out and cried because of that. It made the recital very memorable, and that's what this is. It's yes. the best piece of advice for solo recital. Mm. All right, uh, number seven. Mm-hmm. This is um, you have to make sure to uh, to follow all the steps of this one. Mm-hmm. Number okay. seven. Wait until after the applause finishes to leave the stage. Hail a taxi. Take a plane to Plano, Texas. Buy a tiny ornamental turkey. Give it to Helen. Fly back. Regift the cold that you got on the plane to your sister. Finish the recital next year. I I see no fault with that. Nope. That's exactly what you should do. It extends the experience. It also is in the spirit of Christmas in which you're giving gifts to each other. That's true, yeah. Now, I guess the only thing is it depends on how long the applause actually does last. What if it lasts forever can you leave i don't know if an audience does not clap did you perform wow That's that was deep. very deep anyway well you probably did it just wasn't any good but we're not going to assume that anyway uh okay number eight <clears throat> hug everyone when the performance is over hug them tightly because you never know when you'll eat with them at bennigan's again uh yes yeah Ben against uh I, I think they have like app specials and um i don't know it's that's i i got nothing that's pretty much what we do anyway everyone loves bennigan's you gotta make sure you never know when your last bennigan's is your last bennigan's mm-hmm. i think that's their new slogan actually agreed which could be uh a comment on the quality and undercookedness of their food trademark uh number nine always remember to smile try as you're smiling to resist screaming thy raven is a pudding good milady at the good sir sitting in the front row uh, i will say that i um i tried that once and i, I couldn't restrain you did it resist. happened mm. i did not resist mm. no i smiled and then all of a sudden oh no it's happening what and, um, what did old mr frankfurter do when you screamed it at him Luckily, he was a little hard of hearing, so all I heard mm. was his hearing aid squeal, and then he just kept smiling. Oh, well, that's good. You probably, you made his day. Mm, yeah. Cute. Yeah. The rest right. of the audience was actually crying, though. Oh. Um, well, you elicited But maybe that was still from the, the beginning of my, mm. my first piece, yeah. Maybe. At least they weren't still applauding. Mm. Good. True. And our last one, number 10. <clears throat> Save your program for future reference. Send it to future employers with the words, Here comes the chops, scribbled across the top. Get the job and earn a salary. Get a 401k. Fast forward time and get your 401k early. Spend it on cheese. Become a cheese farmer. Invent lactose out tolerance. Become richer. Swindle it on everyone's favorite baseball kicker, Clive. Live in agony until American Idol is renewed again. That may just be the best piece of advice we've ever given on this podcast. 
I I don't know if there's a follow-up to that one. I mean, everyone wins. I mean, you've learned to fast-forward time. You've invented lactose out-tolerance so mm-hmm. that people can eat lactose again, who previously, you know, got a little <laughs> gussy uh, from eating their favorite yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive has helped out. And then American Idol comes back. That sounds like the solution to world peace, basically. It's just a matter of who's going to do it first now. The gauntlet's been thrown down. The door well, is open. Well, you know, I mean, and to all of our listeners, I mean, the next solo recital, well, I guess it's not really solo, but the next recital you come to uh, should be uh, our recital that we're giving in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, a few weeks slash months <laughs> slash yeah, okay. whenever that well, is. <laughs> well, you know, for everyone listening, we're giving a recital in March at UGA. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's... Following um, the recital at the Southeast Horn Workshop, so exactly. there's two for the price of one, and all of these will be all of these pieces of advice will have to be followed. Yes, uh, I will say though, if you do take that last one before we do, just make sure to send us some cheese, right? Um, because uh, and, and make sure that when you fast forward time, um, make sure you share that 401k with me, please. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, that's going to do it for our list uh, making. Uh, we might and, make this a regular thing. And yeah. our advice giving. Um, and our podcast and for this yeah, episode. Yeah, I think it's uh, going to end our podcast for us. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we'll be back with some musical advice and maybe even some silliness because, let's be real, silliness is fun. And uh, we enjoy doing it. So, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, go to our website at www.coromotohorn.com. We have a contact button that will send it, uh, that you can contact us uh, through our email at coromotohorn at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, see all of our videos, and uh, make sure you like us on Facebook and send us any kind of messages that you'd like. And like top 10 lists if there's an idea you want us to explore. We'll, yeah, we'll give you that advice. We will give you great advice. Did you say bad advice? No, good oh, advice. Oh, shoot. Great I, advice. I great advice. Just yes. wonderful advice. So, uh, yeah, please contact us with any kind of thoughts that you have. And thank you very much for listening. We'll, we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.